for years, I didn't think I had a dramatic story to tell about money. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money, because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you are here with me today. As you may know, my body of work is centered around getting people to think, behave, and talk about money differently. After each episode, I hope you walk away doing just that, thinking about money differently, behaving with it with more intentionality, and elevating the conversations about money that you have with those in your inner circle. Ultimately, I hope that you have something extra to add to your practical and emotional toolkit that will help you to navigate the complex financial decisions that you inevitably bump up against in your business and in your life. And if you'd like some help doing any of this, well, then let's chat and explore if working together is a fit. The call is complimentary. You tell me what's going on. I can tell you what I am hearing. And if we decide that working together makes sense, well, then we can talk about what those next steps are. I take on three one-to-one coaching clients each month. So send me a DM on Instagram, say discovery call, and then we will you know, send you the link to schedule a time for us to chat and we'll take it from there. But now on to today's show. When you look at the personal finance community, there are two stories that sell and scale. My personal finance topic wasn't one of them. I wasn't a self-made millionaire telling others how to do the same, nor was I the person teaching people how to get out of debt. These are considered the sexy, scalable topics. My message was around your relationship with money and the significance of your choices. In other words, not so sexy and scalable. My mission was, and it still is, as you can tell from our podcast episodes, but my mission was to get people to think, behave, and talk about money differently. And by differently, I mean challenging the traditional approach to money that focuses solely on the numbers as if that is the only measure that contributes to your financial success, and instead championing a new approach that integrates the psychology and the emotions of money with the math of money especially for smart, driven, curious high earners who sometimes become financially distracted and anxious about their financial roles, responsibilities, and choices, particularly if they are first generation on any level. Well, back in the late 90s and early aughts, this definitely wasn't considered sexy. And today, it is only slightly so. Yet from the very beginning, even before I had the words that I do today to adequately describe my work, this has been my message and my focus. And that matters because for years, I didn't think I had a dramatic story to tell about money. 
Then I started working with Mike Ganino and Claude DeVita of the Mic Drop Method. And I started working with them on up-leveling my presentations. And you may recall me talking about them in episode 155. Well, surprise, surprise. Lo and behold, I discovered I really do have a dramatic story. I had unfortunately muted it. Some of it was due to not recognizing the pieces of my story that actually made it dramatic. Some of this was due to how the speaking industry is designed and to some extent the coaching industry too. And some of this was due to my industry. You know, it is personal and business finances, as well as the industries in which most of my speaking and coaching clients operate. Law, finance, leadership, marketing, medicine, beauty, the arts. And the signal that I got from a variety of sources was very clear. You must be financially perfect in order to provide guidance to others about their money. In fact, <laughs> someone once told me to my face that they wouldn't work with me because I didn't own my apartment. Yes, this statement stunned me, but it also stung. And not because I didn't own my apartment, but because it was said at a time when I was feeling horrible about the condition of my finances. So let me take you back in time again. When I started my career working at a major investment firm, getting paid monthly consistently, maxing out my 401k, regularly saving with normal, predictable expenses, and my only debt being my student loan, I was considered the picture of financial perfection. And then I became an entrepreneur. And after a few years, my financial picture changed, but not for the better. And I was no longer the picture of financial perfection. Therefore, when the person who made the apartment comment, beyond their spoken words, what I heard was that the value of my expertise, my perspective, my experience, my years in the industry, my gifts and my track record, that the value of all of that was diminished. So my confidence took a little bit of a hit too. That conversation shaped what I felt in the moment and to some extent, some of my feelings that I even have today. It also shaped the subsequent choices that I made that I'm still experiencing the ripple effects of. But that wasn't the only one. So did other conversations from the past. And I now describe the series of conversations as turning point conversations. And as you might imagine, there have been quite a few, given that I started my career in financial services in 1996. I, um, I'm sorry, I started my career in financial services in 1986. I started my business in 1995. I had my first speaking engagement in 1996 and my first coaching client in 2001. So a lot of, a lot of uh, time has gone by, right? 1986, 1995, 1996, 2001. Well, another conversation that serves as a turning point for me was with one of the first coaches with whom I worked and his name is Mark Monchek. 
And he asked me a very piercing question. Why are you trying to force this? He was referring to my effort to grow my investment management business, which was, you know, floundering a little bit at the time. So he's like, why are you trying to force this to happen when it was my financial education practice that was thriving with little effort? Now, with his question, he was debunking a myth that I had subscribed to hook, line, and sinker. And that's the myth of the delusion of hard work. I'll, let's say that. And here's what I mean. I loved and still do speaking. I love creating amazing and non-conventional live experiences around money, meaning they weren't boring. And I loved traveling the country to do so. Back then, I didn't initially take what I did in this realm seriously because it was, quote unquote, easy for me. And let's be honest, my ego was wrapped up in this as well, because I was digging being able to say, I'm a money manager. And it was a big deal for me because we are thinking about the mid 90s. And I was one of a few black women to start an investment firm. And when I say, you know, investment firm, I'm like, I was registered with the SEC kind of investment firm. So I was one of a few Black women to do that. So to me, it was a pretty big deal. Now, side note, I did stop managing money in 2011. But anyway, my, my ego was all wrapped up into it. This is all leading up to a question that I have for you. And that is, what in your business and or life are you trying to force? Where are you not paying attention to the signals that are right in front of you, but you can't see them so clearly that say, maybe you should go to the right instead of to the left, or maybe to the left instead of to the right, and you're trying to force this particular direction. While you noodle on that, let me share with you another turning point conversation that I had that was a bit more sobering. So it was about 15 years after the stock market crash of 1987. And as you may know, this is what shaped and sparked my interest in behavioral finance and behavioral economics. So it's 15 years after the crash of 1987 and about eight years after starting my own firm. I am in my CPA's office, it's tax season. And he looked at me and he stopped me in my tracks as he said, when are you going to stop mortgaging your life? Oof. That was my deer in the headlights moment. That was the air being let out of the balloon moment because I did not have an answer. It was when I had to confront my reality and admit, gosh darn it, my CPA was right. My business wasn't doing well financially. I wasn't doing well financially. And if I didn't get the message before, it became quite clear then that I needed to make some changes to my business and how I ran it. That was also when I realized that I had lost sight of prioritizing the health of my personal finances. Because my family, my mother taught me to save and to not carry consumer debt. Yet to keep my business going, there I was 
dipping into my savings, selling investments, and gasp, oh, the horror, borrowing money. This was not the picture of financial perfection at all. My reality back then didn't match what was expected of me, what I expected of myself, or what I had been trained to do personally, academically, or professionally. Now, as I am on your screen or in your ear today, thankfully, my business is thriving and doing well, and I am doing likewise. Getting here has been quite the journey. So it's really, really funny that I once thought I didn't have a dramatic story. Like, hello, Jaquette. <laughs> like, what were you looking at? Oh, my goodness. I share that because I wanted to share my story. But as you've listened to my story, what comes to mind for you about your own? What conversations from your past are coming to the surface? What are they reminding you of? Where have you noticed that you have muted your story or parts of it, either because of embarrassment or maybe out of personal and professional safety? Here's another question for you. Is there a reality you are scared to confront? Let's take a business example. Are you ignoring the signs that indicate you need to fire a team member or maybe hire one or maybe delegate more to those that you already have? And of those three options, you might actually think the first firing is the hardest of them, but actually none of them are easy. <laughs> and I've got one more question for you. Are you giving your business everything, including your financial future? I did for many years. I don't advise it. So if like me, you muted your story because it didn't seem dramatic enough, let today's episode and what I have shared with you today remind you of Webster's definition of drama. Quote, a state situation, or series of events involving interesting or intense conflict of forces. Simply put, drama is part of the human experience. So here's an invitation. Reclaim the power of the drama in your story. This is what I'm in the process of doing. This is precisely why I am in your ear or on your screen with the message from today's episode. And yes, it does feel both scary and amazing, but that too is a part of life. So I hope you will join me in recapturing uh, the power of the drama that's in your story. Well, that is it for today, folks. As always, thank you for listening all the way until the end or watching all the way to the end if you are on YouTube. And before you hop, if today's episode sparked an aha or reflection, I'd love to hear more. So please send me a DM on Instagram. If you'd like to explore working with me and my private business and financial coaching practice, send me a DM on Instagram. And uh, yeah, once more, thank you for listening all the way into the end. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, 
please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. We do read them. And if you are on YouTube, please comment below. If you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. I'll be back with another episode and I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money. Thank you.